Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And welcome to your Wednesday. Am I right about that? Yep, Wednesday. I kind of lose track of the days because I don't really care what day it is. It's always a good day when I am with you folks. I appreciate you tuning in this afternoon. Um, now, tomorrow, you know what's coming up tomorrow? Let me just double check here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, tomorrow, February the 8th, is the Nevada Republican Caucus. That's happening tomorrow, February the 8th. Now, I know what some of you guys might be saying out there. You might be saying, wait a minute, hold on. Hold on, Charlie. No, no, no. They, they, they just had it. They just had it. No, they did not. They had, the, they had the Nevada primary. And there is a huge difference between the Republican primary and the Republican caucus. You see, the Republican primary doesn't count for anything absolutely nothing what the what the rnc is looking at and what the nevada gop uh, are taking uh into account is actually the nevada caucus which is coming up tomorrow now here's the thing though nikki haley lost to nobody nobody and that, <laughs> folks, that is absolutely horrible. It really is. It is absolutely awful. None of these candidates, and there was a there was a little uh, thing that would be like you know taking an exam and say is is this A B C D or none of the above. It was like if you if you put down none of none of the above beat Nikki Haley sixty to thirty two percent. 60 to 32. So let's just put this into perspective. Donald Trump won Iowa. Donald Trump won New Hampshire. None of the above won the Nevada primary. None of the above now has more wins in the primary elections than Nikki Haley does. (laughs) If you just think about it, she is 0-3. Oh, and three, ladies and gentlemen. She is batting zero in the primaries. Absolutely none. Well, tomorrow the caucus is going to happen in Nevada, and Trump is going to absolutely win that hands down. But that has got to be one of the most humiliating losses by any candidate ever. This has got, I mean, this has got to be horrible for her. 
I mean, I'm even Red State, Red State, um, RedState.com. They were predicting a Nikki Haley win, and they were talking about how worried the the Trump campaign was. You know, they were just talking out the rear ends there. How worried the uh, the Republican uh, the Trump campaign was that that Nikki Haley was actually going to win Nevada. Well, not only did she lose Nevada, she lost it to nobody. <laughs> they preferred nobody over Nikki Haley in a landslide. I mean, just think about this. If Donald Trump had beaten Nikki Haley 60 to 32, that would have been considered a landslide. Am I right? I mean, by any measure at all whatsoever out there, it would have been a landslide. But no, he wasn't even on the primary ballot because you can only be on one. You can be on either the primary or you can be on the caucus. Well, he chose to be on the the caucus, which is happening tomorrow. (laughs) And nobody... Beat. I guess that'll be. I guess that'll be a new Nikki Haley uh, campaign slogan. Nikki Haley. Nobody beats her. That would be a, you know. Nobody beats Nikki Haley. Nobody. Uh, Charlie. She doesn't care because she knows she's going to win the presidency. Oh, does she really? 006? Does she know she's going to win the presidency? Because I certainly hope she doesn't win the presidency. And I don't even think she. She's not even going to win the nomination much less the presidency. That's just no, not going to happen. Uh, Charlie, for Nikki, that's like getting knocked out while shadow boxing, right? Yes, yes. Charlie, how do you lose by double digits in a one-man race? <laughs> she did. She has, she has just now she can say she's got a couple of uh, good campaign slogans now. Nobody beats Nikki Haley. And record-setting performance in the primaries, because I'm sure... Nobody has ever lost in a one-man race except for Nikki Haley. Could you imagine that? I mean, if that were to happen, I think I would go, you know, maybe uh, maybe politics isn't for me. Maybe, maybe, I have, maybe my time in politics has come to a quick and humiliating end. Charlie, nobody puts Nikki in the corner. That's another good one. That's a great one. Uh, let's see. Charlie, great news. Trump is leading Biden in, in small donors who are voters. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Anyway, so that's, I mean, just imagine here you are on the Nikki Haley bus, you know, you're sitting around with all your people, your advisors, uh, all of your, uh, your, your strategist. I mean, the first question, and, and listen, Nikki Haley puts on one, um, and everybody does. There's the public Nikki Haley, the one that you see all the time. And then there's the private Nikki Haley. You know, the ones that, uh, the, the Nikki Haley that gets her, her husband to change his name because she doesn't like the way it sounds. Uh, yeah, she did that. So, um, <laughs> so what do you think the private Nikki Haley is saying right now? Or, or better yet, let me ask you this. How loudly do you think the private Nikki Haley is talking to her consultants right now. How red-faced do you think Nikki Haley is screaming at these people? Oh, my word. She is throwing stiletto heels all over the place. You know, she says she uses her heels as weapons. I'll bet she is using Even Steve Kornacki over there at MSNBC, he's even admitted that this was humiliating. 
Haley, without Trump's name even on the ballot, still loses to the none option by better than two to one. So that's that is a tough reality for her. Trump isn't even on the ballot and she loses and it's a closed primary. So it really reinforces what we've been seeing that when you're just talking about Republican voters, she's really she's really getting clobbered with Republican voters, Uh, independents and Democrats uh, that keep her in it. That's right. Independents and Democrats. That's who she's going for. And folks, that's who she's going for here in South Carolina, because that was a closed primary. Only Republicans could vote in that in, in, in that primary. Only Republicans here in South Carolina, you know, coming up on the 24th, we've got our primary. That's an open primary. Now, remember, the Democrats had about eight percent voter turnout in the primary that they just had uh, this past weekend. That leaves what, 92 percent of Demo- of, of, uh, from what we know as Democrat voters to actually vote in the Republican primary. Now, remember, you can only vote in one, either the Republican or the, the Democrat primary. So that leaves 92% of those Democrats to vote in this primary. Do I believe that South Carolina is going to be closer than what happened in Nevada? Yeah, I do. I do. Because there are a lot of people that are going to cross party lines and vote for Nikki Haley just because they want Trump to lose. Now, when it comes to the general election, Nikki Haley is not going to be able to count on their support. And she's going to lose that as well. When are people going to start waking up? When are they going to start admitting that they were wrong and start actually getting out there and supporting Trump, who is going to be the nominee instead of sharpening the knives behind his back? We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the program. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a call to action update. That's right. Every now and then we ask you folks, and you do. Oh, you do so well. You are amazing. I Oh, it, it warms the cockles of my heart, wherever those may be. When I ask you guys to get in touch with your representatives... And you do it in an unbelievable way. Oh, my goodness. You don't know 
How many, I mean, we, we killed that rules package. That was, that's pretty much dead and done now. And then I ask you to uh, call your representative and your senators and sell them the vote no on uh, James Smith, which, by the way, I meant to give you this update yesterday. Did you know that Alan Wilson is actually supporting James Smith in a, for a circuit judgeship? From what I'm actually hearing, uh, because James Smith did some pro bono work for for Alan Wilson, that's that's kind of amazing to me. Oh, he stood up for me when nobody else would. Well, it doesn't make him a great person. It doesn't make him less of a Democrat. It doesn't make him less less endorsed by Planned Parenthood, does it? No, it doesn't. He will stab you in the back as soon as he gets a chance, Alan Wilson. I promise you that's going to happen. So there you go. Well, anyway, uh, that is that judgeship is... Um, I got this, Charlie, the judicial election set for today was blocked, so no Democrat Judge Smith today. Several conservative senators are blocking it until the House passes real judicial reform. The Speaker took the opportunity to blast the Senate, claiming they're playing political games and not doing their constitutional duty. Uh, oh, is it? <laughs> not doing their constitutional duty, please. Anyway, we'll keep you updated on that, but I got it again, you guys. Thumbs up. Good job. So proud of you guys. Well, Ronna McDaniel is stepping down at the RNC. This was kind of, I mean, I saw this last night. My my jaw really just went boom. It just fell uh, when I saw this. Yeah, Ronna McDaniel stepping down as the head of the RNC. And this is pretty amazing. I mean, in an election, just think about how significant this is for just a second. Just a second. This is an election year. We are, what, just a few days away from the Republican primary here in South Carolina. And Ronna McDaniel is stepping down. Ronna Romney McDaniel, by the way, stepping down from the RNC. Oh, my goodness. Now, we also heard that the other day, Donald Trump actually had a, because he said, he said at a campaign rally a couple a few days ago, that there needs to be real changes in the leadership of the RNC. And then he met, from what we're hearing, with Ronna McDaniel. And now Ronna McDaniel has stepped down as head of the RNC. Now, that is, like I said, that is absolutely significant, isn't it? So, (laughs) but that's going to happen right after the South Carolina primary. That's happening. Chairman of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel, has told former President Donald Trump she is planning to step down shortly after the South Carolina primary on February 24th, according to people uh, familiar with the plans. Ms. McDaniel has faced months of pressure, a campaign from Trump-allied forces to unseat her and growing dissatisfaction from, well, everybody. Uh, Trump is likely to promote the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley, as her replacement, according to several people familiar with the discussions. Um, Trump, he can't just install someone. A new election has to take place. We'll see what happens with that. Because remember, Drew McKissick is the vice chair of the RNC. Like he's he's, uh, I would imagine, somewhat of an heir apparent to Rodney McDaniel's seat there. 
But apparently they've got this guy, Michael Watley, from North Carolina. He's going to be doing this. So what, what, what were some of the big problems? Well, I'll give you some of the big problems about exactly what people have been complaining about. Let's just take a look at the spending between the RNC and the DNC, all right? Floral arrangements. The RNC has spent $70,328. The Democrats have spent $795. Consultants. The RNC has spent $1,078,279. The Democrats, $114,000. Office supplies. The RNC has spent $297,717. The Democrats, $45,000. Limousines. This is a big one. The Republicans spent $263,127. The Democrats, $7,000. Now things start to switch a little bit. Are you ready? Voter file maintenance, which should be a huge priority for these parties. The RNC has spent $39,233. The DNC has spent $235,865. Get out the vote text. The Republicans have spent $86,000. The DNC, on the get out the vote text, has spent $1.6 million dollars. Money to states. The RNC has sent 13,800. Let me see here. Hold on. I'm sorry. The RNC has sent $13,800,200 for state outlays. The DNC, $23,835,435. So those are, those are absolutely, those are completely the inversion of what they should be. The Republicans should be outspending the Democrats because, remember, in the last midterm election, every single state where the Republicans outspent the Democrats, the Republicans won. We're talking about Georgia, Alabama, Pennsylvania, those Senate seats. But from also from what I'm hearing, the RNC doesn't have a whole lot of money. They're actually looking at uh, somebody was telling me they were looking at taking a $10 million loan. People just aren't donating. In fact, they just had the worst donation collection, what, was it month or year? I can't believe, I can't remember which one it was. But in 20 years, people just aren't donating to the RNC. And I think one of the big reasons is the way they abandoned Trump, the way they stuck with these never-Trumper Republicans, the way they uh, abandoned Carrie Lake, in Nevada and um, in Arizona, the way they didn't openly and and they say they did, they say they fought against you know election uh, corruption, but we really didn't see it. We, 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 I mean, they should have been putting that out on social media. They should have been calling this radio show. They should have been calling all the radio shows saying, hey, this is what we are doing to fight these Democrats. But you know what? They didn't do it. You know what it takes for me to get some of these people on the air? I need to be a dentist because I literally have to pull teeth to get these people to come on the air and talk about what their plans are and what they're doing.
It is. I would have thought it'd been like, hey, I thought it would get 10, 20 texts a day. Hey, Charlie, can I come on? Hey, I got a little time. Hey, can I talk to you? Hey, let's talk about this. Hey, what about this? This is coming up. They don't do it. They just don't do it. You have the biggest talk radio station. One of the biggest, first of all, it's the biggest talk radio station in South Carolina, bar none. And it is the, well, certainly the most powerful and influential talk radio station in South Carolina. But you've also got WORD as being one of the most powerful and influential talk radio stations in the entire Southeast. We cover we cover uh, into Mecklenburg County up there in 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 Charlotte. We cover past Asheville. We go into uh, coming Georgia. We go into Athens, practically the outskirts of Atlanta. So you got Northeast Georgia, Northwest North Carolina, and practically the entire state of South Carolina. But no, 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 no. Anyway, there you go. All right, going to take a break. It's the Charlie James Show. Too early to get that worked up, Charlie. Too early to get that worked up. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Well... The Republicans tried to impeach the worst director of Homeland Security that this country has ever known in uh, Mayorkas. They tried to do it, but they lost. They lost because of people like Ken Buck and Mike Gallagher, several of these people who voted not to impeach. Oh, my gosh. So it was, uh, let's see, Blake Moore, Tom McClintock from California, Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, and Ken Buck from Colorado. They voted against us. These four rhinos, even though this man is directly, and I mean this, I mean this, Alejandro Mayorkas is directly responsible for thousands and thousands of American deaths from people uh, not only directly being involved in their death, but also with the importation and the trafficking of fentanyl across our border. He could do something about it. They could do something about it. Joe Biden could do something about it, but he doesn't want to do anything about it. Let me just want to go back here and take a real look here. Um, let's see. Uh, if I can find it, let's see. I know, I'm, I know this is, uh, let's see. So Chip Roy voted to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Huh. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, Chip Roy. Hold on. I thought you said, listen to what Chip Roy said recently on Capitol Hill. This is amazing. No, we're not going to just pass the buck and say that, oh, any president could walk in and secure the border. I saw former President Trump make that allegation earlier today on one of his social media posts. All a president has to do is declare the border is closed and it's closed. Well, with all due respect, that didn't happen in 2017, 18, 19, and 20. 
There were millions of people who came into the United States during those four years. And for that, you know who you can blame, Chip Roy? You know who you can actually blame? John McCain. You can blame Senator John McCain for that. And you can blame rhino Republicans for that. Absolutely. Donald Trump had the border situation worked out. Now, this, now, understand, people say, you know, uh, he didn't deport anybody. Well, you, you, here's what you got to do. Let's say you're in a boat. Let's say you're in a boat, and the, the, uh, the boat has a hole in it, and water is coming in the boat. What is the first thing that you need to do? First of all, do you grab the, the, the coffee can and start bailing? No, the first thing you got to do is you got to plug the hole. You plug the hole, and then you start the bailing. That's that was the plan from Donald Trump. Build the wall, stop the people from coming in and look at all the crap he had to take. Oh, oh, Charlie, they are keeping people in cages down there. Oh, they've got children in cages down at the southern border. They freeze. It was, it was one. I, I literally had this. Uh, it was kind of funny because the Democrats went there and they were talking about how how, how these children were having to. Uh, they, they, they didn't even have blankets. They didn't even have blankets in Brownsville, Texas, at one of these detention centers. Didn't even have blankets. Folks, I looked at the temperature in Brownsville, Texas that day. The low was 85. So no wonder they didn't have blankets. I, hell, I didn't, I didn't want a blanket either. And I was in Charleston at the time. No. Oh, they don't even have blankets down there. And, and, and by the way, who was the person that built the cages, which Donald Trump tried to, except Chris Wallace kept interfering, uh, interrupting during the, the debate. Who built those cages? Obama built those cages. So-called cages. Oh, 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 and, and then it was the Obama administration that said that children could not be housed with adults in detention. And guess who else said that? The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco said they could not. So that's why the cages were there. So Donald Trump was damned if he didn't and damned if he didn't. So, well, here's Ken Buck trying to uh, explain exactly why Mayorkas should not be impeached. Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado. Welcome back to the program, Congressman. I know you were previously undecided. What led you to decide you will vote no? Well, uh, this is not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not an impeachable offense. This is a policy difference. Um, let me, from the outset, say there is a crisis on the border. Uh, the, the law needs to be enforced. Um, but uh, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. I'm sorry, sir, but you just you just said you just said the high crime and misdemeanor. Knowing what the law is and not enforcing the law. Is a high crime and a misdemeanor. That's exactly what it is, Ken Buck. And the fact that you can't. Uh, you're not fooling anybody, pal. You're not fooling anybody. We know that you are a rhino, Democrat-loving Republican from the get-go. I mean, even Al Sharpton. What? Even Al Sharpton is admitting that we're being invaded. Well, what is being done to uh, get the public uh, to really uh, rise up in various states to say to their senators that they want to see the borders 
uh, the border issue resolved. I mean, you're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets in New York. You're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country that frankly have people outraged. And couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? Because at the end of the day, senators have to deal with their voters. And at the same time, it uh, in the bill, you give uh, uh, money to Gaza, to, to, to civilians in Gaza and Israel. But the border, I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Al Sharpton just made more sense than Ken Buck and Chip Roy and those other three rhino Republicans that voted against that bill. Al Sharpton, of all people, just made more sense in that 40-second clip than those rhino Republicans. Unbelievable. We'll be right back. Oh, when we get back, I got I got bad news, but hold on because it's actually going to turn out to be good news. That's coming up next on the Charlie James Show. Welcome back to the program. All right. Did you know this? Um, and it sounds like bad news to begin with. It sounds like it's bad news. But hold on, hold on, hold on. It actually is going gonna, gonna to turn out uh, to be pretty good news. Uh, American Greatness, uh, Eric Lindrum over there at American Greatness has uh, written an article that says the American public is focusing less and less on political news in recent months, even as a critical Presidential election draws near. According to Axios, Americans are instead turning back to consumption of non-political content like sports and entertainment, indicating a decline in political interest that sparked in 2020 ahead of that year's presidential race. While numerous events in 2020, like the nationwide race riots, the lockdowns as a result of the Chinese coronavirus, led to increased political engagement and culminated in record high voter turnout, there have been fewer major events in the lead-up to 2024. Several exceptions to this trend of non-political focus include the Israel-Hamas war, which has sparked anti-Semitic protests in America and around the world, primarily consisting of younger participant, uh, participants. Another ex- exemption is the series of indictments and other legal attacks against President Trump, which made global headlines last year, but have since faded due to the sheer number of them, leading to a decreased interest among the population. But it's also because the media is not covering them as heavily as they have been because these cases are falling apart. They're going to say more data on the matter from similar web further shows that Americans are engaging with political news articles less than they were in previous years. In addition, cable news ratings have been on the decline as, at a much greater rate than past presidential elections. For example, the decline in cable viewership from November 23rd to January of uh, November of 23 to January 2024 was significantly greater than the decline during the same period between 2019 and 2020. I'm going to blame a little bit of that on Fox News dropping Tucker Carlson. Oh, and somebody wanted an update on Tucker Carlson. I'll give that to you coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, Just hang on there. But 
Now, this originally sounds like it's bad news because, oh, people are getting less, inv- less involved in the political process. Okay, well, hold on. Because not, that doesn't apply to all of us. Remember, Juvenal said, give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt. This is bread and circuses. This is what they're putting up. That's why we got so much interest in Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl coming up. We got so much interest in, in yada, 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 and blah, blah, blah. When the really important things are politics. Because that affects everything that you do every single day. And the smaller the race, the more it affects you on a daily basis. I mean, all you got to do is look. Look, the Greenville County Council passed the, the, the largest property tax increase in history, in history. How did that affect you? Look at, look at the, uh, the rates that you're paying for electricity. Look at, look at the rates you're paying for your insurance. Look, look at all of these things. Folks, all of that is politics. That's why it is so important. So while we can, and I'm kind of okay with a lot of the country going, just going along like sheep, going along like lemmings, just jumping right over the cliff, I don't care. Let them go. We have to stay engaged. We have to stay diligent. We've got to keep on top of this stuff. You've got to keep on top of this stuff. You have got to start spreading the news, spreading the word about exactly what's going on. Don't worry about what people think about you. Just tell them the truth. Get involved. We got something coming up in a couple of days. In fact, it's going to be on the 12th, February the 12th. There's a launch of a brand new group here in the upstate, the Greenville Patriot Caucus. Greenville Patriot Caucus. They are having their official launch at the Hughes Main Library. This is going to be from 6 until 8. Um, State Senator Dwight Loftus is going to be there. Adam Morgan is going to be there. Uh, Benton Blunt from County Council is going to be there. Amanda Brett from the school board is going to be there, and Sheriff Hobart Lewis is going to be there. I'm going to be moderating that event, and we're going to have a lot of people there. A lot of different groups are going to be there. Uh, they're going to have displays up. You can see uh, a couple of groups I really want to, really interested in. One of them has to do with canines, and I'll get some more information on that coming up. But the Greenville Patriot Caucus. Now, there's a lot of people that tell, "Oh, this is a splinter group." You know what? Good. We need a few splinter groups around. These are the same people that a couple of weeks ago went out and did a voter registration drive. And in two days, two days, it was either four or five people, four or five people came into contact with over 4,500 voters in two days. And 80% of those voters did not know, number one, how to go Look at their sample ballot. They didn't know how to go and make sure they were registered to vote. They didn't know that the primary was on a Saturday. This is the kind of information that people need. You can go to Greenville Patriot, no S, singular, GreenvillePatriotCaucus.com, and they've got a great website. I mean, you can get involved. You want to get involved in the grassroots level? That is a great way to do it. You got to stay diligent. Because, folks, this country is headed straight. We, we are going to hell in a handbasket, and the handbasket's on fire. 
okay? So let the other folks go by the wayside. Let the other folks be fooled and, and, and distracted by, by bread and circuses. You need to stay on point every single day, every day. So, Charlie, where and when? That is going to be the Hughes Main Library coming up on Monday, the 12th, the Hughes Main Library uh, from 6 until 8, 6 until 8. So there you go. So get out there and definitely get involved in that because it's just that important. It really is. Now, we've got enough room, I believe, for about 300 people. I would like it. I would like it to be absolutely packed. I really would. And, of course, anytime I get to see uh, my buddy Adam Morgan and, and Benton Blunt and Hobart Lewis, that's always a good night for me. So I'm going to have a great time that night. So that's coming up on Monday. Get out there. Get involved with people that are getting involved. There is no greater cause right now than saving our county, saving our state, and saving our country. You know that to be true. The carpro.com talk line, 800-905-0989. I'm getting used to saying it like that. 800-905-0989. And the Common Central Retirement Planning text line, 71307. When we get back, now some Republicans are saying the economy is doing pretty good. I'll tell you why. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.